Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't ever, ever underestimate me. I've got a B in GCSE French. I won an egg and spoon race once. I know the words to candle in the wind. Let's get on with it, shall we? Hello and welcome to The Apprentice Qualified. My name is Jade English and today we're having a good old natter about what we think of this year's Apprentices. Coming up on the podcast, we've got the man who was fired from last week's show with us on the sofa. Hi everyone, I'm Frank Brooks. You hopefully will all know me from this series of The Apprentice. I'm currently a marketing manager at Thomson Reuters. We'll be talking to our friendly fitness guy. Hi, I'm Tom Eddles. I founded and I own Macro Meals UK. We're one of the leading meal prep companies in the UK. and We deliver healthy meals to your door. It was just a week ago that Lord Shug said goodbye to Frank after an emotional donut-making episode. And we'll talk more to Frank about that later. But now, we're just going to get into the juicy details of who did what, with who, and where. Tonight... It's episode four and the apprentice hopefuls work up a sweat in an attempt to win Lord Sugar's fitness task, selling products at a bodybuilding expo. This one's right up my street as I'm currently training as a personal trainer, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. It's Sarah versus Sabrina as project manager. Let's take a look at the headlines. First up, how much were those massages? Standing massages, £2 a minute. I don't know about you, but I would not be spending £2 a minute on a massage, especially with the team. That, To be honest, I think the whole thing just felt really awkward. The spray tanning as well, it just... Oh, I, I was really, really cringing for them. But to be fair, they did do quite well with the spray tanning, considering it was so fiddly. Second headline of the night, Alex was kicked out of the sales team. It's entirely Sabrina's fault and the service team. I'm not going without a fight here and I will win this process. So this is the guy who was not very good at sales, so he gets kicked out by Sabrina. And as much as I feel sorry for him because it is essentially what made him get the boo, I think she did the right thing and he clearly wasn't very good. Um, I do think that the squirrel from Wirral is going to stick with him for the rest of his life now as well. And our final story, Rick can't sell. It's like the healthy version of steroids. So no one was buying into him when he put himself forward for PM. I did feel sorry for the guy because I quite like him, but he's selling as well. Oh, it just made my toes curl. That is cheaper than putting your heating on.
we're going to chat to our guests. Tom Eddles is on Skype from his home in Cheltenham and we'll come to you in a moment, Tom. But it wouldn't be right if we didn't chat with you first, Frank. So you were kicked out of The Apprentice on last week's episode. How do you look back on your time on The Apprentice and how do you think last week's episode played out? To be honest, I was pleasantly surprised. I think you automatically think the episode that you go out on is going to be a complete car crash. Yeah, you can't necessarily remember the things that you said specifically in the boardroom, which um, can be, yeah, um, a little, uh, I don't know, um, scary. But I think... There were some, sometimes I thought, did I really, did I really, act, did I really act like that? Did I really say that? Was that potentially, is that just a snapshot of what was a really, really long task, a really long day? Um, and tensions were heightened at 2am in the morning, obviously. But by the end of the day, things, you were cooking on gas. It, it's frustrating. But in overall, I, I, I'm, I was surprised how relieved I felt with it going out. I know what you mean. Can you tell us what you think of the other apprentices? Who was your best friend whilst you were in there? I got on well with most of them, uh, the girls especially. But yeah, my best is probably Camilla. Her and I struck up a really lovely friendship. I think you automatically sort of gel to people that are similar to you. And, and yeah. I saw that with, with with a lot of the girls and some of the boys as well. But um, yeah, she was she's my bestie. Oh, God, God, God. One thing that we actually spoke about earlier mm-hmm. off the mic is the fact that you were made to sit outside of the boardroom after mm-hmm. uh, you got fired. Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, I don't know. I've noticed they don't usually do mm-hmm. that. We, we both know that how stressful the show is and that not only that, but the selection process and, and everything else. <laughs> but that is when you're at your most vulnerable. You're something that you've worked so hard for that's effectively sort of been ripped away from you uh everybody acts differently I, I was was visibly upset and I do feel like you're just waiting for that just to get out of there and it did feel a little it felt like an hour uh, of what was probably only 10-15 minutes but yeah it was uncomfortable do you think you should have been fired last week um well I I'm going to give the classic answer. <laughs> Everybody says, I suppose, but no, I, I genuinely don't think that I should have been fired. I don't think I should have been brought into that bottom three. I was not the reason that we failed that task. I was the second best salesperson on the day, which they failed to uh, mention during the show. Um, yes, it did get a bit hot headed in the kitchen, but it, it was 2, 3 a.m. in the morning and I just wanted a clean win. The, the reason that I maybe didn't defend myself enough in the boardroom was because I, was not, I wasn't prepared. I generally thought, well, I've, I've, I've got away with this because... Mm. I wasn't the reason that we found people made really catastrophic errors. And as soon as you hear that, you don't have time to prepare. Uh, and that's maybe what happened. But yeah, I still believe that either Tom or Jackie should have gone. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to have a quick chat about the Fitstagram epidemic. Obviously, it's huge on Instagram, social media. Everybody is buying protein and leggings and everything. Do we think that The Apprentice was trying to be current, capitalise on it a little bit? What do we think? I think it was a really good show. Um, You know, I really enjoyed it. There's a a few things that kind of sat with me, which frustrated me um, a little bit. And I think I think the fitness industry, like any industry, it's it's about offering value, you know, solving the problem, answering the no. If there are any no's, you know, there's always a no for any customers. I think it was a good move uh, for the apprentice to go to go down that, that route because, you know, it's it's a massively growing industry and, you know, there's so many paths that it could go down and it's a bit of an, an eye-opener. And, you know, for me, being involved in, in, in the industry, I think it's 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 only a 
a good thing for me, really. Have you have you been to any of these exhibitions before? Yeah, I mean, I've been as a fitness enthusiast. I've thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, How look, do you think their stalls differed then to what you'd usually see there? I think with a, with well with with the fitness industry, the health industry, with with anything like that, like that, and the kind of lives that we live, it's very visual. It's very how you look. It's about results. It's about seeing results quick. Um, it's about. So, do you think that the apprentices did do what it would actually look like if they were to go to a real event? Um, no, um, and that was a, a sticking point for me. Is I don't think with their stands and things, I think it looked very kind of makeshift. Um, it didn't draw people in, but at the same time, I, th- I think Sabrina's team she had you know a really good product there. You know, their their kind of high their you know the high selling ticket was a very good product. Um, and it's a shame they they didn't sell more, they didn't upsell more. Uh, the squat rack very popular, and I think the price point was really really good they could have certainly upsold that uh, a bit more do we think that any of the actual apprentices knew what they were talking about frank you know them so do you think that um any of the apprentices at the moment know a lot about the fitness industry um i think that some of them have got they do take fitness as a hobby i mean back to your earlier point of saying um was the apprentice trying to follow on the coattails of 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 how um of the fitness industry being so popular at the moment i mean when our names first got released to the press it was is this the new love island is this with all of us with our beach shots and our in bikinis and stuff so i feel like that actually i did those two things come to come together um but yeah I i think some of them do have an interest in fitness they definitely used to be in the gym it's a funny story we had a treadmill in the in the in the house downstairs and then on day two tom managed to break it because he was so heavy <laughs> for it so they kind of wanted to keep keep active and stuff i don't know if any anyone necessarily really understood that as an industry maybe just as a hobby so so for me i think that they sort of maybe like i was thinking somebody said that walking the walk not necessarily talking the talk mm. and what do you think about that tom i agree there really i think it's funny about that that treadmill story actually with tom breaking it but i think you know it's the fitness industry itself is huge and it's it's growing massively and uh, as like any industry there's an awful lot of people that kind of see there's a lot of money to be made it's quite a profitable industry but i think what it you know there's a lot of quick money to be made but i think at the same time offering value because at the end of the day science science doesn't lie and uh you know a lot of the things in 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 the fitness industry is backed by science and and results frank how do you think the guys performed and are you gutted to have not been on this week's episode do you know what i'm actually when i when i saw it play out um i was i was genuinely gutted and i think it's easy when you watch it and everybody says that i would have done that better but i genuinely thought i could have brought something quite interesting to this task i do like fitness yeah um it's not something that i've always been into but it's something i've got got into in in the past couple of years um it it does frustrate me when i see some of the people uh, specifically alex i know but um (laughs) i would have got so into it squirrel from the world but he (laughs) i mean he could have played on on so many different things and i think that actually getting involved and um and really kind of showcasing the products i know he took the classic way of saying i wanted to know everything i wanted to know the specs and stuff but you've got to get involved and you've got to entice people in and 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 you've got to create a create a bit of a buzz around around the stand which i don't think anybody yeah i mean i could tell i didn't know we were sat here watching it (laughs) after 10 minutes i saw him saw alex and i said that's it he's gone what's going to happen is Mm. that team's going to start they're going to make it look like they're going to win then the next person's going to start failing then alex 
is going to go. And lo and behold, mm. yeah, I just... Uh, I think this this episode is interesting because, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the show. And I think past, it, it, when these tasks play out before, it, they normally go with the, the smaller sales team first because that's yeah. normally not much in between. Mm. It, and then it's normally the big ticket item that wins it at the end of the day. It was interesting how they went straight from the big ticket and, and this task was all lost on that, on that smaller side. Mm. It was. So, okay, moving on, there were a few different sales styles. Um, what do you think? Do you think it is better to lead with money like Sarah because she actually ended up losing out mm. because of her tactics of trying to get it for as cheap as possible? Or do you go down the route that Sabrina did where you are very... I found that she was quite over the top this week with um, with how charming she was to the punters, almost a bit cringily at times for me. However... By the end of it, I thought, oh, actually, no, okay, hold my hands up. She did a good job here. But Mm. what do you think? Do you think that it's better to charm and then, you know, get a little bit of a discount or get get to the actual point? Frank, I'm going to go with you first. I would probably lean more on the charm offensive, maybe not so much as what Sabrina did. I think that in, in this task, you needed to get the right product um, and then and then to be able to sell, which is ironic considering that they did have the better product and, and didn't um, end up uh, winning. Um, but um, getting that person on side could... Uh, get a, a discount out of it. You didn't necessarily have to go straight in with a discount approach. Yeah. Okay. Tom, what do you reckon? This this baffles me all the time. Um, and it was said quite a bit in the show. Um, how can salesmen sell anything? And I think you know how. You know, it's it's really hard to sell something if, if you don't believe in it. And it was, I thought it was quite interesting to see. You know, not necessarily believing in it, but knowing the product. Um, it's so easy to be to be found out if you don't know your product, if you if you don't believe in it yourself, and if it doesn't offer value, and if it doesn't solve a problem. Um, I think that was you know quite 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 clear to see tonight. But at the same time, I really liked Sabrina. I thought at the start, I thought you know she's onto a winner here, and I thought she kind of did a lot of right things in terms of her sales pitch, in terms of how she approached. Because if you don't know something, and this is how I kind of feel about things, there is no harm in saying, look. I don't quite know about this product. You know, I don't really know. You know, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I don't know how it can offer value. And I think Alex, I think he got really found out tonight. Um, mm-hmm. And he tried to get himself out of it. And I just thought, oh no, you, you're just digging that, digging that that grave a little bit, a little bit bigger, a little bit deeper. And he kind of got found out in the end. And I think that's across the board in in all business, really. You know, if you don't know your product, you know, you will get found out. So this is a thing that is actually really hard when you're on the show, isn't it? Because in everyday life, I do feel like you would put your hands up and say, look, I really don't know Mm. what is going on with this product. Um, Help Mm. me out. However, um, I know that when there's a TV camera on you, Mm. you don't know if they're going to make you look stupid for not knowing what something is. Mm. And it's almost a bit like, I mean, this is one thing you will know notice the camera catches everything mm, yeah it really it does. really does and yeah. when you're in that scenario i think you almost think that the camera won't see how you mm. are reacting but it's there isn't it so yeah i do think you've got a very very good point tom i think you've got to believe in your product haven't you but um i don't think they had much choice in this yeah. one it so, is hard isn't it i mean you know they, they get given a subject whatever it is and you know you kind of expected to know about it straight away and this was a question i had you know in this day and age it's quite easy to kind of research a topic or research 
the market you're kind of going into, but it's just all so quick, isn't it? It's all so quick. And like you said about the camera, I mean, God knows, you know, it must be so hard. You, know, you must think to yourself, I need to think quick here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it definitely doesn't lie. But it's something I'm actually really intrigued about, Tom. So um, you've touched upon the fact that there are a lot of fakers in this industry, I guess, because it is so lucrative. Do you think that it should be regulated more? Do you? What do you think the answer is? Because I, um, I've actually was speaking to a nutritionist this week, and they were talking about protein powders, and obviously everyone thinks that you need loads of protein now, but actually the science behind it—that's not necessarily true, is it? No, I, I, this is a subject I could talk about for days. My our, our mantra uh, at my company, Macro Meals, is just to offer value every day and and. And be real with it and, and and just try to help as much as possible and it is a very lucrative industry and doing all those things is very lucrative because people want to do it and fat loss is is the kind of is the main thing here everyone wants to lose fat everyone wants to look good naked and you know there are so many ways to get that result um you know you follow my way you'll get results and pay me x amount and mm. i'll do it for you whereas it's very very simple and it's it's science backed it's being very kind of educated with your with your decisions doing healthy habits and things like that but you touched upon the fakers um people will try and and, and kind of they will keep you at arm's length from what it is that gives you the results but they'll kind of throw things in there that will make you know that will make you spend money that will make you spend money but they will keep you at arm's length from the process if that makes sense like what so fat loss is very very simple um it's all about it's all about calorie deficit it's mm-hmm. not about a magic pill for example which mm-hmm. I'll try and sell or a magic powder or a magic bar or a shake it's all about calorie deficit it's in versus out so it's you know if you are consuming more calories than your body needs then the then you know compared to the amount you're moving you will put on weight it's funny uh, isn't it how we make it so complicated yeah. it's eat less move more done yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you've nailed it in one you know if that's a strap line that's a strap line and that's you know it's so simple and with all of these um i won't say any names you know anything like that but all these big companies they will keep your arm's length from that process but they will give you they will give you a method to get to that process, but all of these methods all lead to the same thing, whether it's a keto diet, whether it's the Cambridge diet, whether it's, you know, it's, it's you know, the 5-2 diet, whatever it is, a, you know, a juice detox, all of these things all do the same thing, which is create a calorie deficit. And it's a very lucrative industry. And there's a lot of charlatans out there that will, you know, keep your arm's length from that. Very good. I, I do agree. I think it, it's made a lot more complicated than it actually has to be. Mm. So, right, having to think about it, out of all of the apprentices at the moment, who do we think is performing? Who do we not think is performing well? Frank? What do we reckon? Who's your favourite so far? Um, my favourite so far, I think it's difficult on this episode because I think, like you said, I think they were trying to paint more of a negative um, story for, for more than, than, than positives. I think with the previous tasks, we had Coyote doing really well in terms of selling. We didn't really have a standout person this time. Um, but based on previous experience, previous tasks, I think Jasmine's doing really well. I think she really held her own la- last week when she was in the bottom three with me. She also performed, um, well on previous tasks. So I think she's, she's, she's doing well. And I'm, 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 would be, I'm excited to see when her story is ready to come. And, and, go, and, and kind of bring it to to being a success sort of thing 
as opposed to kind of being in the background. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, I think she's going to do really well, actually. She's my sweepstake as well. Sure. So fingers crossed. And Tom, is there anyone who stands out for you at the moment? I think, you know, I'll, I'll back what you said there. I think Jasmine was really cool, but... There was one thing tonight that really cracked me up. I think it may have been Tom. I think he said something about um, about the, the the sauna being a, a healthy version of steroids, which just really cracked me up. Which is just <laughs> I didn't notice any, that. <laughs> you know, anything for the cell, anything for the cell. But Cody, like he's he's a funny one, and uh, I noticed it on the first episode. He's he's a anno- he's annoying. Like he's annoying yeah. because he just kind of he's so full on, he's so intense. You know, you know, and. But at the same time, you know, he, I'm, I'm just intrigued by him all the time. I'm always very, very intrigued. But like I said, I think tonight's episode, you know, kind of going in, going on what, you know, what Frank said, I think he's, he's spot on. It kind of, it was, it was kind of hard to really stand out. But I thought Sabrina, you know, considering, um, you know, her team lost tonight, I thought, um, you know, she did quite well. She was really enthusiastic and there was an awful lot of energy there. But um, I think... You know, just echoing what Frank said, it was quite a hard episode for someone to stand out tonight. But mm. it's going to be really interesting as the kind of weeks um, progress. But there's some something interesting about Jasmine, and I think she's probably got um, a lot more to show. But there is definitely something interesting there um, because it's very interesting tonight. I thought, um, you know, we talk, you know, a lot about business, you know, bottom line profits and things like that, and. Um, it's very interesting. I think being money-minded is very is very important. And I think knowing you, like you said, keep going back to it, knowing your product, it's got to be mantra. But it's going to be very interesting next week. And I thought last week's episode was quite funny. But I think tonight was hard to really pinpoint someone. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. Yeah. So I have to say, this week, Sabrina, I went on... In fact, she said something that was really funny. She said um, about the bikini, she went... Oh, that's a very empowering outfit. I thought that was absolutely gold. That's uh, not not the type of outfit I think I'd find empowering. When you get thrown into these kind of tasks and things, you kind of expect it because you're on The Apprentice. 
you kind of expected to instantly know about what you're talking about. So you end up trying to mm. make yourself look like you know yeah. what you're on. Yeah, definitely. So with with Sabrina, this is what I mean. I so I really like her, mm. um, and have done throughout the weeks. At first, like I said, I found her a bit irritating with how enthusiastic she was, and then by the end of it, I started to warm to it. How? I'm interested, Frank. How did you find that? How is she? Is she always that enthusiastic? Yeah. Short answer is yes. She being around her, she she is enthusiastic. She's very intense. I always remember when we were cooking, she'd always kind of take control and get everything sorted and give us all little jobs to do. So I was like, okay, that's just the person that you are. I think that just comes naturally to her. To her, um, and you can tell that she's young and, and she's got a successful business and 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 she just oozes enthusiasm. But I think you're right. It, this process about finding balance is about being an all-rounder. Um, and I think she just needs to make sure that she's channeling that in the right way and doesn't rub anyone up the wrong way. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, <laughs> so do we think that the right person got fired? Tom? Uh, 100% yes. And I hate to come across like a, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, be that horrible guy, but I, I, you know, I think in terms of tonight's show, he kind of showed um his weakness and what i mean by that it's it is a weakness to kind of hide what you don't know so if i've always said if someone comes to me and and is very open and i said look mate i don't quite understand that or i'm not quite sure hey i respect you 110 percent more because one i'll show you or you can show me we can work together yeah know, i don't think he was he was the type of um guy that bodybuilders would buy from i know that sounds awful i mean they made a joke of it on the episode yeah they did i wouldn't say necessarily that it doesn't matter if if it was a bodybuilding thing or if it was anything you're trying to sell i think generally you you know you don't go in there and try and outdo someone on their own product because no one knows you know no one knows a product like the owner no one knows you know no one knows my product like i know my product no one knows your product like they know their product but i thought Sabrina, I thought how she, you know, how she went into to tonight's show in terms of, you know, how she t- spoke to people. She was very empathetic. I thought that works really, really well. And, and I, I said from, from the start, I wrote it around in my notes. I said, right, who do I think is going to win at the start? And I was like, okay, I think Sabrina's got Frank. this show. I think I'd seen, but I just think. <laughs> yeah, Frank, so, Frank, do you think that the right person went? Obviously, you should have still been there. But yes, do, yes. <laughs> Obviously, but, I'm going to say that. <laughs> but do you think that this week the right person went? Uh, I, I agree with Tom. I, I, I think Alex probably was the right person to go. I do feel a bit sorry for him. I think that he was made out and edited to, to be worse, you, than when, worse than what he was. Do you think all the boys are being edited to be made to look a bit wet? Because I said this from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It looks... I think that TV viewings go up when there's more attractive women in a show with strong personalities and... To me, it feels like at the moment they're bumping off all the guys and making them look a bit wet. Mm. And that's what happened last year, I think. Mm. So I I don't know. What do you reckon, Frank? Because obviously you've been on the other end of this. I agree. So we're now um, four weeks in, three boys down. That's what happened last year. Yeah. So it it just goes to show that 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 is the case. I think, I don't know, coming from from, from a experiencing this 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 series i don't know whether the boys are more 
trying to bond better with each other and to, to kind of pay that more of a game plan rather than trying to be their own character. Uh, I think some of them are hiding behind that. Um, whereas the girls, I think, are very strong, strong-willed and, and they're happy to, to let that show. And that's why they're coming across stronger characters so maybe so this is the other side of it because we've got to be balanced it could just be that the boys don't thrive in this sort of environment because i remember last year the boys actually started trying to compete amongst each other for who was the alpha male yeah and Mm. i think that their attention got taken off the real prize and what they're competing for because they were all trying to figure out who was the you know the alpha and Mm. was it like that in the house or i think there was definitely elements of that i think that always this is a sweeping generalization but there's always going to be a small element of that whenever you have a group of boys together it's sort of natural um i get that sometimes it would be a lot stronger than than others to me it it sort of yeah yeah i think that they were kind of vying to be the cheeky one the, the alpha male the funny one the the sexy one the the other one um and i think you're right that maybe they've took their eye off the ball um i but i think some of the time ta- i think the tasks this year have been quite dynamic and maybe they haven't necessarily suited the, the male skill set but then is that just the way it's being portrayed it's, it's tough to it is a tricky one because if you think of in fact i'm just thinking back to the year before me as well it was four women in the final and one boy and they made the boy look wet as well i thought i don't think we should underestimate the power of women though to be fair because a lot of the women that come on the show they're very strong they're very adaptable the women are all credible and they all deserve to be there that's not what i'm saying no, at no, all. No. i just i'm not sure that when the casting process is done, that they get similar males that are as fiery as the women. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think you're right. I think you're, 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 you've hit the nail on the head there. And I think this goes back to the, the girls being their own individual kind of standout characters, whereas I think maybe the, the guys maybe looked individual during the casting but actually putting them together um it's that thing about when you when you share a room and you live with people do you become more like them maybe that that's more the case but to, to tom's point yeah not underestimating the women at all and i think that they um have showed some real real insightful um entrepreneurial skills as we've gone along but one interesting point i did think was that i haven't seen many of the guys necessarily go in on the the other girls have not necessarily and i don't know if that's because they don't want to prepare to that's an interesting one isn't it i think a lot of the girls have have either gone in on each other i mean episode one we all saw that it was very bit bit catty with some of the others it's interesting how i don't know if the boys have got the confidence to 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 call the girls out on some of the things that they've gone wrong where I personally think we've, we've seen big, big mistakes happen and, and some of the girls have got away with that lightly. What do you think that is? Do you think that... Because it's interesting, isn't it? In the business world now, it's all very... Is it acceptable to speak to women like this? Yeah. Is it acceptable to do this? Do you think maybe we've crossed the line that much now that men feel intimidated in the working world where they feel like they can't say what they want to because they're scared of getting accused of something? I I actually think that that is is a case, and I think some people are are, are reluctant to to again call people out on on, on their mistakes for, for the backlash that that's going to happen that it's going it's going to happen from that. Um, I I think that this process is not necessarily a, a true reflection of that, but 
back to kind of last week being me being called emotional would that have really been the same if it was a girl being called emotional well and, and, i think that there would be an uproar yeah. actually if there was oh look at this woman she's been emotional i think the press would have an absolute field yeah, day I think there's, you're right. there's yeah. no way that that would be acceptable um and it's almost i don't know i think it's just so there's so many do's don'ts mm. this that isn't there now in everything so Finally, I always have a little bit of a chat about Coyote because I do love him. Okay. Sugar seems to love him as well. Coyote, yes or sugar? You sold very well on the last task, so I'd like you to go and move over and assist collaborative. I just wanted to know, is he is he the same in real life when you live with him? Um, do you think that he was... Do you think he should have been removed from the group that he was in and put in another one? Or what do we think, Frank? Um, so for the first point, uh, Coyote, he's an interesting character. Um, he, he switches it on when he needs to. He's very good at sales and that's, uh, that's undeniable. He's, he's very enthusiastic. He's almost, when he talks, I know he claims to be a motivational, well, he is a motivational speaker. He knows exactly the right things to say. Some of them are a bit cringe. Um, but that's, that's him as a, he's a positive person and, 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 and that, and that's, and that's that. Um, do I think that swapping him over, was a good choice maybe not necessarily um i get the feeling it might have been about working with him rather than realizing his strengths <gasps> oh very good point that is a good point i didn't actually think about that yeah hmm interesting okay tom what do you reckon of coyote i you know what i think he's like marmite isn't he i think mm. i'd love to see what he's like behind closed doors i think i'd find him hilarious i'd get on with him i'd have some banter with him um, you know, I think it'll, it'll be quite funny. I mean, I mean, Frank Frank knows more more than me what he's like behind closed doors, but he makes great TV. You know, it's he's all very, about making good TV as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's really interesting. interesting. In the he house. sparks debate. You think, oh, yeah. well, he's done. He's done. He would do something amazing, and then he'll go and do something really, really crazy, which is just, you know, which is quite funny. It makes really good, t- like you know, it makes good TV. But I think going back to that, you know, maybe should they change the team? You know what? It makes good TV, whatever happens. And um, I think, like what Frank said, may, maybe not thinking about it, you know, probably. Yeah. But I think, yeah, you know what? He's, tonight he's, he, was, he, was in, he was in the winning team. So I'm probably, you know, I think he's thinking to himself, awesome. Yeah, I think that that's a good point. He's in the house. It's quite interesting that he was quite quite quiet, and, but interesting to talk to. Like he's, it, it was almost not, not like night and day. And you could you could talk to him about um, anything. And he's so passionate about a lot of things. He's vegan. He's really passionate he's a about. Vegan. It. He's a vegan. Yeah, vegan. yeah. So wow. yeah, and he's really passionate about that. And but not in a in like a forceful way that you'd maybe expect yeah. to be. Like I'm vegan, you should be too. But very much, it's my decision. Um, and just lovely to talk to. And actually sitting around listen to him i was like you're a different person but he's very good in in those situations and i, I admire him for that there we go so we still love you coyote right okay the old vegan point there about him being vegan i'm surprised he didn't because vegan in the in the fitness industry is yeah massive. i was surprised that, that um, didn't come you out. know quite a bit of a cult around it and that's very lucrative and that's you know it's growing massively i'm surprised he didn't jump he didn't jump on that or even maybe think about it if that if that was there or trying to put it out there maybe he'll start maybe bringing out a vegan range <laughs> yeah, like a vegan week like bake up or something <laughs> yeah. vegan week <laughs> so 
it's always tradition that we actually play a game on this podcast. And so we are going to play Would You Rather, but we're going to do it with fitness, okay? Awesome. Very good. Would you rather do a thousand burpees or run a thousand miles uh running every day yeah burpees scare the living daylights out of me um but i can i can just about i ran a marathon so just you doing, ran a marathon yeah i ran london marathon last year so <gasps> it's just like doing that like what 10 <laughs> i can't even do that math math isn't my strong point but it's just like doing that over and over again so i picked the running oh good was it good did you do well uh yeah, yeah i got three hours 38 Amazing. so yeah I trained trained a lot so um it was good and did it all for, for charity and raised four thousand pounds so. amazing yeah, really which charity good. um alzheimer's research uk oh lovely you'll have to take me running sometime yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you tom firstly i think that's awesome you know alzheimer's you know it's close to my my family's heart so awesome I think I think for me I'd have to go the other way. I think I'm running a thousand miles, Jesus! I mean that's a long old way. So I'll probably have to go to the burpees purely because I could break it up a little bit. I could do ten here and there, but burpees are killer. I used to do a bit of boxing, and that was kind of like in boxing, burpees are the go-to. So I'll probably fancy myself with the burpees. Oh, I'm gonna go on a run with Frank just so we can just have a chat. Have we'll, a chat. You didn't we'll say jog. how fast you need to run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just it's jog. A long time. It's fine. <laughs> on um, my own. Yeah, on your own. Sorry, sorry about that. Okay, spinach or broccoli? You could only eat one of them for the rest of your life. What would it be, Tom? Broccoli, purely because I mean, at Macro Meals we do a lot of broccoli. You know, you can season it, you can char grill it. Broccoli, and it's a lot more filling. It's very, it's full of volume. Um, so yeah, broccoli. That's a true businessman there. Now, Frank. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to go the other way, and I'm going to say spinach, not just to be different. But um, I have really got into spinach recently. I think you can, it can be the bed of uh, of any salad, and <laughs> cream spinach is so good. Oh, that is good. I'm going to have to say broccoli. I absolutely <laughs> love broccoli. So when I when I used to work in an office, I used to always have eggs and broccoli for breakfast. Don't ask. But I used to steam it in the microwave oh and. Everyone hated me for it, but I loved it. Love the broccoli. Massive fan. (laughs) Magic pill. It can either give you the perfect body or you can live till you're 100. Guaranteed. What would it be? Frank. Um, I would probably... Oh, I don't know, because I think, like, after you get to, like, 90, you might be a bit immobile, but I would live a long and healthy life, and, and now you can kind of get that body if you had 100 years to, to do so. So I'll go with the, the pill for 100 years of life. Well, I don't know. That's a really hard question, because, like Frank said, you know, that what, you know, what can you really do when you get a bit older? But, <laughs> you know, the perfect body would be quite nice. You know, everyone's in search of the perfect body, but what is the perfect body? Everyone's perfection is different. So actually, I might agree with Frank on that one. I think I might live time 100 because there's an awful lot I want to do and achieve. Very diplomatic. So I'm going to go with the pill that gives you a perfect body because I just love food. (laughs) I literally, I would really like to eat food all day, every day, and not worry about it. And then just exercise We can do that for 100 years. (laughs) Yeah. And then do you know what? If, like... I think, yeah, after 90, I'll probably be... Although I'd have a really good body at 90, wouldn't I? If you well, love food, you I can help you out. Well, there's a really good uh, meal prep company called Macro Meals. That, <laughs> really? You know, really good results. Oh, my God. Okay, well, you'll have to send us some then. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think I will. Oh, why, thank you very much. <laughs> 
Thanks very much to our guests tonight, Tom Eddles and Frank Brooks. The Apprentice Qualified is going to be coming at you every week during the series. So stick with us, subscribe and tell a friend. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and basically wherever you're listening. The Apprentice Qualified was produced by Juliet Nichols and Sylvia Sunshine. We'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.